Yes, ladies and gentlemen, like the plausible threat of nuclear war, the Koshcast has returned. And what a week to do so. The Canadian Premier League makes an announcement, Canada change their manager, Ryan Giggs finally finds a team that can match his ambitions, and Stoke find a coach who is unambitious enough to match theirs. In the Premier League, Liverpool gegenpress Pep's side out of step, Arsenal's negative spiral starts to resemble something out of a Tim Burton film, Spurs pummel Everton as Allardyce throws a new striker in too soon, and in Spain, Vermaelen and Paulinho send Barcelona 19 points clear. What a sentence. It is so good to be back. Hello, welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex, it's a full house. Mohanad is here. Hello everyone. Bernie's here. Hi. Rache is here. Hey. And he's already hysterical. How, uh, it's been a long bloody time. It's been uh, what, three, four weeks? Something like that. Yeah. So, Mohanad, you went, went to, to Dubai. Dubai. Oh, fantastic. For New Year's it was great. Yeah. Just- I heard it was like minus 30, 35 in Toronto. I was sitting on a beach at like 20, 25. It was fantastic. It has to rub it in. Yeah. Um, what was there? Opulence? Fireworks? Liquid gold? Like what was going on? What does opulence mean? Again? Just, you know, general... Oh, general like <laughs> happiness? Well, no, no, no. Richness like, and luxury. Oh, richness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the tallest building in the world with the longest fireworks in the world, blah, blah, blah. So, yes. Everything's a record. They broke every record. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. don't get much of a tan, though, to be fair. I just go red and I peel. So I stay <laughs> away from the sun and I rub in a lot of suntan uh, lotion. Like nice. PF, whatever it's called, SPF 100. Yes. So you basically slide off the chair. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so slippery <laughs> when I'm in the sun. Good for you. Bernie. Yes, sir. Nigeria. Yes. Lagos. And Houston. Yes, yes, two very warm places in comparison to Toronto. How was um, Nigeria? Nigeria was lovely, lovely. We had fun at a chimney front of the pods uh, wedding. Mm. Yes, um, Nigerians can party and they can <laughs> drink. The Irish can go jump off a cliff. Wait, was yeah. it Guinness wow. all around? Guinness all around, Hennessy all around. Ooh. Just oh my goodness! It was well, but the thing with the Nigerians though is they can party without drinking anyway. So yeah, you yeah, add yeah. that and it just becomes crazy. Yeah, but then you yeah. see like one big fat uncle drinking one bottle of Hennessy by himself. And he goes, "Give me another one." And you're like, "What?" <laughs> We're not talking about glass. Talk about bottles. It's, right, just, right. it's just crazy. Wow. Do, do do me a favor and give us a big fat uncle in in dialect. Oh, go on. No, no, no. Oh, go Wait, on. Do, 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 during the move, move of the week section, I'll give you one big fat uncle that hey. <laughs> where did you go? Uh, well, I didn't accumulate as many air miles as these two, but uh, I went to Mississauga, which is a nearby. <laughs> a nearby. So, no air miles. Yeah, yeah. Because no, you didn't no fly miles. there. Yeah, 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 not at all. Unless Fair you enough. count the air miles in the elevator to the ground. Unless you air miles from the store. Like, yeah. actually using the air Shop miles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Store. That's all right. I didn't go anywhere either. Um, right. How was the minus 35 weather? Oh, it was gorgeous. Ah, yeah. I'm glad you asked. Because I was shoveling two feet worth of snow on Christmas morning. Not fun. Oh. I, I, I was shoveling sand, mate. <laughs> Just out, out the way so I can lie down in the sun. I, I was shoveling Arsenal tears. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you're not done yet. We're going to have some more on this part. Here's a, there's a failed segue. Because <laughs> um, we're not going to start there. We're going to start very quickly um, with the Canadian Premier League. Fine, Canadian tears. Fine. Canadian Premier League. Um, Big announcement. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been waiting for any kind of announcement yeah. for a long time. Um, and it turned out that it, the announcement was the uh, appointment of the first chairman and commissioner of the league. His name is David Klanishen, and he's the former president and COO of Tim Hortons. Can we talk about that for a second? Yes, sure. The most Canadian move of all time yep. is to start a league and have Tim Hortons run, run the show. I what mean, are we doing? It seems like a lot of these these big Canadian company CEOs are moving. Wasn't the Rogers CEO... Now head of something that's and completely the, out of like the way. No, it was in the UK. It's a, wasn't it's it? a club yeah, or something. I think he got a football job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now that the CEO, CEO right. of Tim Hortons, I mean, yeah. the thing is, you don't necessarily need. I mean, I don't know how important it is to know soccer or football inside out. It, it seems a bit. I, I mean, I'd pick him over, let's say, an ex football player because he knows football. Like, I'd pick someone who has that yeah. big picture mentality sure. who can really drive the project forward. Well, and, apparently. Clanishan actually plays football. Yeah. So hopefully he has some love for the game and can bring that, right. bring that into the business sense as well. I mean, that's great. But as a COO of Tim Hortons, it's like a local franchise. It's a local Canadian franchise. So that's in line with the whole Canadian Premier League thing. And, and he's, it's from an operational standpoint. At least he's local. He's coming in. Yeah, oh, he's from Burlington. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Tim Hortons is no longer a Canadian company, but... You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's as close as we get sure. on that scale. Sure. Let, let's just, just ignore that fact for now. <laughs> Speaking of Tim Hortons, you know how it's like here, it's not really a luxurious thing. Tim Hortons just no. go around the corner, it's ever. 
It opened up in the Gulf, Dubai and Kuwait, no, and it is just the most luxurious thing you can do right <laughs> really? now. Really? You, you have a cup from Tim Hortons, and you are up there, mate. You are just... By the way, I remember living in Oman, and, people be, and a group going out with your friends was, we're going to Starbucks, or we're going to Costa yep, Coffee, right. and those were luxurious locations, now it's Tim so Hortons. I can only imagine Tim Hortons. What does that mean, though? Because, I mean, presumably, Tim Hortons will now sponsor Canadian Premier League. I mean, if you don't work that right. connection, you're mad. Right. So, if people in the Gulf... Like looking at all oh, the Tim Hortons Canadian Premier League. MLS is up, mate. No more El Clasico. <laughs> we're we're well into it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, um, a couple of other pieces of Canadian news. Um, Octavio Zambrano sacked as uh, the manager of Canada, mm-hmm. replaced by John Herdman, who was the head coach of the women's na- Canadian national team and did a very good job with them. So rumors were that he was going to leave the Canadian women's team regardless. Yeah. Um, he apparently got... The uh, he was gonna be offered the English women's team and he was gonna take it, etc. etc. So, he I guess the Canadians thought, yeah, like kind of keep him in the system. He's a very good coach, he's done great with the, with the women's, and he should have enough caliber to take on the men's. Which, you know, it, it sounds good in theory. If you want to watch a rant, watch Tim and Sid and Sid go off on this yeah, because yeah. apparently Octavio Zambrano was getting them to play. There was the most organized the team had been in a very long time. He's a football man. People knew what they were doing. And they shafted him literally to keep John Herzman in the Canadian football setup. Zambrano was not doing a bad job by, on, by all accounts. So maybe it was worth it to keep him in some sense. But maybe you've actually lost something that, that you, were, you were gaining from a playing standpoint by doing this at the same time. Yeah. We'll know when, we, when they take the pitch. Yeah, that's I, the thing. I, mean, I mean, will we know though? Like, what is the ceiling here? Like they're they're all like all managers are gonna end up doing the same thing, which is play the games, not make it to the World Cup, and over and over. Like I, I just mean like, how do you assess a Canadian okay. men's so, national team manager? So I'll tell you the the difference between what had gone on before and and Zambrano, and the reason that people liked what Zambrano was doing is because in the past Canada had just set up four five one. Let's try not to lose, or let's try and get a nil nil, whatever. Zambrano actually tried to play. Right. positive football mm. and so that even that was a change okay. and an improvement so that's so, how you, you so you, that's how you can kind of measure these things and basically the goal for Herdman was presumably to get Canada to a World Cup yeah so that's always the goal see. that's always the so, goal we'll see uh, last bit of Canadian news Kyle Lahren uh, is trying he's trying to get to Besiktas <laughs> and MLS are making it very difficult but it's going to happen presumably right I mean, he did the medical he's, done, he's had the pictures yeah and, and Orlando MLS is still said, holding it up um, we've not agreed anything. Right. So, so sorry, I, I'm, I'm behind on this. How are MLS part of this conversation? Well, basically, Besiktas like, had the medical, posted the picture, said that it's basically done. Our Turkish friend, Barak, is going crazy. He's like, yeah, yeah let's get him in. Sure. <laughs> and, then, and then Orlando tweeted something like, this isn't happening, this isn't done. Well, we will fight this with oh, FIFA. Yeah. So Bar- just like uh, Coutinho and Nike and the whole gap. It's also like Barahino when he kind of just drove himself <laughs> yes. down. To, and, uh, and we'll talk about that later in detail. We will, we will, that's true. But yeah, anyway, so it's a weird situation, but presumably he will end up there. Yeah. Alright, Premier League time? Yeah. Loads of people need jobs, right? One of them was Ryan Giggs, <laughs> and he finally found one. Uh, he finally found literally a team found. that matched his ambitions. At yeah. the expense of Craig Bellamy, who is jobless. Yeah, <laughs> and, and a much better candidate, by all accounts. <laughs> was, the, was the only criteria is for you to be Welsh? Yeah. Yeah, like I think that was... like. If yes. ba- like They could have taken Bale as a part-time. Like anything, just be Welsh. Yeah. Yes. One of the Welsh rugby players. I, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, it's funny because he said he needs a team that matches his ambitions, and then... Well, they're not in the World Cup, so he's free this summer. They're not. Well, they have to count cloth for the Euros next, which is nothing. So it's possible that his ambitions meant not have to do very much. But then again, the next World Cup is forty. What forty two, forty four? How many? Te- oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. the teams. Yeah. yeah, so he could he could actually get in. Well, look, they're the thing is, that we can't underestimate how different it is being in club football and then trying to manage uh, like even big managers fail to make that transition it's very different you don't get your players all the time you have a very short amount of time to influence them in terms of the taxes yeah. you want to play etc etc so i find it very difficult to start there as a well a young and upcoming manager i think you need some club experience but i don't know we'll see i i think it's almost arguable because i think this is Giggs's break uh, because a lot of the times we've discussed what would Giggs do? Should he take a manager? You do job? not want to do what would Giggs do? No. Well, no. not some things. Yeah. But uh, 
With that being said, I think this national team's job with Wales is low profile enough for gigs to experiment, get some exposure, and then maybe go to a club level from there. I, sure. I, I think it's yeah. actually a good deal all around. It, when I thought about it, at first I was like, this is a joke. But I, then you think about it again, and Craig Bellamy, he's done a good job coaching youth and all that stuff, but this was the assistant manager of Manchester United for two good years. Right. Yeah, and but, he learned a lot of different ways to play on the Ferguson, Louis van Hall, coaching staff from Moy, so he knows what not to do. So, <laughs> when you look at that, that's a lot more experience, I, actually, than Craig Bellamy has. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Although Bellamy just has more of a brain and is able to articulate himself better, but... This is, I kind of agree with Rashad that it's a good starting point for gigs in that this is the best job he will get. Yes. Clearly. No one else is offering him a job. And B, you're right. It's a forgiving atmosphere. You play some friendlies that don't go well. No one's going to write him off. And the other thing is, Wales, everyone understands that Wales are a limited team. Mm -hmm. You've got right. Bale, you've got Ramsey, and beyond that you try and you know make them stand out. But, but the point being, it's easier to manage when there aren't too many options. Yes. The one, the one thing I'll agree with is that any job that would have come up now or teams that are hiring are teams in crisis that need a savior and have a huge amount of pressure on them. No one is right now hiring out of luxury. Like, we need to change our manager for better tactics. No, you change because you're in the relegation zone and you need something quick. And gigs is yeah. You do not want to be that guy. So in that sense, it makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the league where we had, I think, the best game of the season, if not at least top three so far the thing is for the last i'd say three four seasons it's always been this game that's the one you wait for because liverpool versus city none of them defend mm -hmm. and they both have the i think the two best attacking lineups or the front three oh, in, the, in by, the league if far. not one in the world by far and they always produce such high scoring games and this one was no different four three to liverpool just breaking manchester city's unbeaten run. it's not even a matter of none of them do defend they just can't <laughs> it, it, it was amazing today to see the literally the capitulation of Manchester City after the Gegen Press that, and by the way this is the best version of the Gegen Press I have ever they pressed, ever man. seen they yeah. pressed. it was unbelievable no I, I would say like historically this is the way to beat Guardiola's sides. Mm -hmm. And you have to do it, and you have to do it perfectly. Yes. Because and commit to it. You're not half fast. you got to either 100% or Everyone has to go. Yeah. And, and Klopp said it before the game. He was like, either we go out and attack them, or we sit on our 18-yard box and wait for them to win. And that's true. That's basically it. You can try and defend the whole game, mm -hmm. but my God, is that difficult. Yeah. Well, the last 15 minutes was them sitting back yeah. and letting City play, and they scored two goals in four minutes. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think Alex hit the nail on the head. This is the only way to play against Guardiola's teams. And in my recent article, I said, okay, City are in a league of their own. Yeah. And there's only one way to beat them. And we're going to soon see what tactics are going to come out that actually counteract City's tactics. And the only other time I've seen a team so effective against Guardiola was Mourinho's Real Madrid once. And it was a 2-2 draw. Right. Well, I think we pretty much predicted this game a few weeks ago. We, we had a little bit of a discussion about Liverpool being the only team we thought were really capable of stopping. We looked at the calendar and said, you know, in three weeks or whenever we were talking, this is the game that if City get through, they might go unbeaten. Yeah. But this is the one that might lose in the game. And we also, I think, Bernie, someone predicted that it would be, you know, Liverpool need to score four. I think you specifically said Liverpool need to score four because you're not going to stop City scoring Actually, three. that was you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, 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 I said Liverpool would win. And then right, you said, well, it. can they score four? Because City going to score three. As you were. <laughs> I'm giving you your credit Thank here. You. But, but the thing is, there's also historical precedent. Not to you know take anything away from the prediction. But Thank you. Um, Guardiola's lost five matches against Klopp, which is more than any other manager. Mm -hmm. And Klopp only plays one way. Right. So there you go. And, and, back, back to the and, point. and again, back to Richet's point about the only way to play them. It wasn't just Real Madrid. It was Real Madrid under Ancelotti. That win the semi-final, I think, when they won. They pressed the hell out of them and caused turnovers. Same thing with Bayern Munich. Same thing with Barcelona, actually, when Guardiola went back there. So there was a blueprint for this. And we, we did say, in that 5-0 loss Liverpool suffered, that was the only time that we saw Man City scared. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. before Mane got sent off, Otamendi was, was, was scared of Salah. Right, right, right. So to get into specifics of this game, I think with the Coutinho sale that just happened... Um, Liverpool pretty much started with their top front four. I'd say Ox came in to play in that kind of number 10 in center mid, so he played there. And then you had in front of him Firmino, Mane, and Salah. So they had all their attacking prowess, no one missing for them. Mm. They started the game on fire, just as they did the previous fixture until mm. the red card for Mane, which, to be fair, Liverpool could have went on to win that game too if it wasn't for the red card. Yep. Um, they started fantastically, controlled the game. Ox really... I mean... I talk about the front four and we'll get to the goals, but I thought overall 
it was Vinaldum and Chan. Yeah. Chan specifically mm-hmm. that absolutely dominated that midfield. And he's somebody that they're gonna yeah. you know lose and replace by with Keita possibly. in the summer, possibly. But they too sat there and just were so solid and allowed the front four to do their thing and we saw. But Ox had the you know the freedom to mm-hmm. then push past but this is why Ox plays instead of Alana. Lalana is a better football technically, but Ox has that little acceleration. He has the drive. And and now the physical ability is very, very important in these kind of games, and we saw it. And I think Edison could have done better, but great shot from Ox. By the way, to add to that, this was the best game I've ever seen Ox play. Oh, 100%. Ever, ever, ever. I don't, I don't <laughs> care about anything he's done in Arsenal over, I don't know how many years it well, he that, was. Well, that's at, nothing. He was there? Well, right. nothing, okay. So, par for the course. He's already scored more for Liverpool in 20 games than he did in 70 for Arsenal. 71. He was actually... 70 wow. games. Wow. 71. Oh, so, <laughs> um, thank you. This is the uh-huh. best thing he's done for Arsenal ever since he joined Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, which is saving the invisibles. Un- yeah, exactly. But he was actually on. He was on BBC Radio. He was on Six or Six, and he was talking to Ian Wright and uh, Kelly Cates, and they were like, you know, what, what have you done different at, Liv- at Liverpool? And he's like, oh, you know, worked on parts of my game, what have you. And Ian Wright tried to press him. He was like, well, what specifically? And he couldn't answer without implicating Arsenal. Yeah. So he didn't. Well, Ox Ox did it, but kind of showed that he didn't want to do it. Chesney recently came out yep. saying, in six months in Italy, I've learned every, like way more than my whole career at Arsenal. Oh so it shows that That's there is an sad. issue there. But l- let's get back to the game. City did come back to 1-1. And at that point, we were all discussing I it. I said and, it was over. And Bernie said, this is it. He said, good try, Liverpool. <laughs> yes, that was the exact comment. It was 1-1 at halftime. Yeah, good try. Who scored yeah. that? Um, Leroy Sané. Sa- oh, I mean, Karius was a slightly yeah. culpable there. Both yeah. both the first goals were culpable by the goalkeepers. But uh, uh, you, know, you had the pundits in the studio. Peter Schmeichel was in the studio watching this game and he was giving his analysis of you know how the post should have been covered. And it was like, I was listening to, like, Baloo the Bear telling me something. Because Schmeichel is now, he's turned into that big giant. Big, burly, hairy, yeah. yeah. But he's got a sweet voice. Like, he's a gentle giant now. Right, you know? right. And everything he says is pure wisdom. Yeah, Manchester City legend. So, what else can you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, the point, was, yeah. the point was that Liverpool have some terrible goalkeepers. Oh, for sure. They, yes. That's one thing that they really need to need to fix. So, 1-1 one, one at halftime. It looked like City are starting to come back into the game. But there was no way... That we could see this coming. I mean, three straight goals from Liverpool. Three very good goals too. Oh, the qual- the quality of all of the goals, the cities as well, were brilliant. Just mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant. The mm-hmm. dink finish from Firmino. Oh. The, what I love about the Mane goal is that you can tell it that that's exactly where yeah. he meant to put it. Yeah. Stones getting shoved on that Firmino goal yeah, that was, was weak. Fun. Yeah. Fun, but weak. Fun. That was eight electric minutes. I don't think I've ever been that excited watching a game in, in maybe over a year. No, a year. on sure. Facebook, Mo was like, what a goal! Next one. Oh my God! Oh, how did he do that? I'm, like, I'm a watch this game. spoilers. Watch this game. Right Bernie was a, the guys were on a stream slightly behind, and I don't think you realized whether I was talking about the same goal or now this <laughs> right, is a new goal. Yeah. And you're like, wait, is this another one? Or are we still yeah. on that one? Exactly. Um, no, but Alex was clearly cheering for Man City because he disappeared while we were celebrating. Yeah, he was on a train. I was on a train. Yeah. Um, the Wi-Fi was spotted. That's your excuse, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, went 4-1 up. Salah with that. I mean, the first touch of that, I mean, obviously it was a, it was a mistake from Ederson, but to kill the ball with such power mm. and then put it... I mean, he's having... I don't think he will ever 20, have this kind of... 24 goals. 20? That's Already. Like, I mean, he's he's rivaling striker. He's rivaling, yes. you know, Kane and Lukaku and Aguero. Yeah. And it's in, it's actually for not No one saw this coming from him. Um, but he's having a great season. I hope he can keep it up, uh, at least for Egypt's sake and the World Cup and my personal... Uh, on, um, on the positive for Man City in this game, the scary thing about this is they were down 4-1, which is a thrashing. But this team is so good that they made you scared. Oh, yeah. They, also, Liverpool is so bad defensively, but they are so good that we thought, hmm, 4-2, okay, 4-3, and they had two good chances at the end to make it 4-4, by the way. There was, sorry, Alex, one last thing. There was a moment at 4-1 where I remember seeing them hustle for possession hmm. and just push forward that I'm like, bruh, it's like 80-something minute. And they are going as if they are a goal down. They are about to get this win. It was actually quite impressive. No, the belief is there, and, and Liverpool... Some of them, I, when the fourth goal went in for Liverpool, they celebrated wildly, which is fair and what you'd expect. But you saw Robertson, Andy Robertson, come in and just like try and calm everyone down. His face was like, he was angry. He was just like, we need to get back. We need to. Because there yeah. was still 20 minutes left. And they knew. And Klopp, even at the end, was said, um, he was, you know, interviewed after the game. He was like, I was not scared at the end. Not that I didn't think we could, we could concede a fourth. I've known my boys long enough now. <laughs> it was so intense. So like, even he admits that like, anything was possible. In that last the, right. the thing that annoys me about this game from a punditry standpoint is one thing that a few of us have been saying consistently on the pod is 
Man, Man City people go, oh, their defense is better. No, they, they pass the ball, they control the ball. As a team dynamic, they make sure you don't get it. But individually, as defenders, John Stones has had four mistakes in a row. Altamendi, I think, has done improved, but he's overall not reliable enough. We have a midfielder and then everyone, that's bad. Yeah. everyone kept saying, well, is Bristol City, was that a, a method to, to beating them? And I thought to myself, sure, maybe. Finally, a team did it, and now everyone's going, well, if you only attack Man City, it's like, right. we've been saying this from the beginning, but Absolutely. not every team can do what Liverpool no, no, just no. did. No, but Liverpool are the best suited team, which is why when you look at the fixtures, you go, this is the one, because they are the best suited team to do this to you, because again, they will not sit back and try to soak City's pressure, because they can't, and Klopp is brave enough to realize this. Either we're going to get thrashed 4-0, or mm-hmm. we're going to win 4-0, and yeah. that's kind of how he always goes into it. Now, and now, I want to see how this is going to change the fixtures moving forward. Are the little teams now going to say, okay, rather than sitting back and losing 4-0, 5-0 to City every week, are we just going to decide to attack? Maybe we lose 8-1, or maybe it's going to be like 4-3. You, you know what this is? It's if, you look, if you're Chelsea, and if you're Man United, and if you're Tottenham in the next game, you go, do we have good attacking players? Yes. Spurs do we have to do good it. centre midfielders? Spurs yes. tried to do it and, got, and lost yes. 4-1, even though the game was close. But I'm but saying like, all those teams yeah. should try and do this, yeah. because they have the personnel to do it. So also, try it. I mean, again, this is a hindsight because they've just lost, but I mean, I don't know if you guys share the feeling that City weren't really at their best recently. Like, no. it, it's been a bit shaky, and then this is the best time for Liverpool. It was to, coming. Yeah. Uh, actually, City had, you know, they had some two ones earlier in the season, but this is the game. I mean, Liverpool, like, you know, with the press, they they managed to find that little pocket of space that, you know, when City are pressing you, you can't right. find that space. They managed to find that it extra was, pass to find that space. Yes. Then City were chasing the ball. It was insane pressing. Money at the end of the game was literally, like, on all fours. He couldn't move. Ox was dead. Like, they, like yeah. that's why they conceded two. By the 80th minute, they had played... Yeah. Way more than 90 minutes worth of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was funny. Someone was like angry that Milner was coming on. It's like, no, no these people need a rest. They uh, need I to was, be brought. It was me. Was it you? Okay. Yeah, Arishay um, was like, why is Milner? I'm like, because whoever <laughs> came up was dead. Like, Chan was Sorry, dying. Chan. Did you see Robertson? Yes. When, when oh. he went from, he did this this weird C, like, yeah. from all the way from left back. He got all the way to Edison. And by the way, he almost made Edison make yes. a mistake from there. That yes. was yep. unbelievable. Um, last thing, Pep almost seemed relieved afterwards. That, that there's no relieved. more unbeaten. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, like, he wasn't off. he wasn't particularly upset by this, and I think that's fair enough. But he's always he's, played he's a weird it down. guy. He's he, a weird guy. He's always played it down. He's yeah. always said we're not going to go unbeaten, and it is hard. Obviously, the quality of, of teams now are obviously much higher. So we've got like six, seven teams that can really do damage. Mm-hmm. But again, no team was as good as the City team, so it's all relative, right? But you don't want that hanging over yourself. And we even saw with Arsenal, Arsenal won the league in their invincible season with like three or four games to go, and they almost lost every single one of them after that. Yeah, it's. I think it's a good thing for Pep to just kind of like restart yeah. and, you know, there's still Champions League. There's other things to focus about. He didn't care about this Invincibles, no matter what. Someone, he, I don't think he cared about going unbeaten. You, you know what the beautiful thing is, and, and we can talk about this game all day, but the beautiful thing is he got beaten by a better team yep. the end of the day. He took it very well. And the beautiful part is there was no referee controversy in this yeah. game yeah. that anyone had to talk about. It was just play football, you winner, loser, move on. So that which was is the whole point of VAR, game. which is... You just, you play well, you win the game regardless of... The other thing is, one last thing is, now that I can't remember what it was... So we can move on. Yeah, that's more okay. <laughs> just, just, just finally, Liverpool beat the best team in the league without Virgil van Dijk, so that was a waste of money. Or continue. continue. <laughs> right, or continue. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, speaking of the Invincibles, um, Bournemouth 2, Arsenal 1. Speaking of the Invincibles... I, I, <laughs> utterly Invincible. I, I struggle to even call this team Arsenal. Invincible. I, I don't know... What this is? Well, this is a disgrace. It's, it's not it about. Disgrace. It's not From about top to bottom, on the pitch, off the pitch, everything about the club. It's not about specific <laughs> results anymore. It just—it's way beyond that. No one cares about how you conceded a goal or no. check made a mistake or it's not about that anymore. It's literally this. Like Arsenal is the same broken record every week. You say the exact same thing. Yes. You know, I, I don't. I think Arsenal's won one in their last nine or you, something you ridiculous. Have, you have a winless in five. Bournemouth have won one in their last twelve. Like it, it's unbelievable how the, earlier in the season, I think we were three down to this team, and then we miraculously came back. That was last season. Was it? Yeah. Something it was like that. Fourth game, wasn't it? Point is, three, three. right now, there's no identity on the field. The players are not good enough. The manager doesn't have any a tactics clue. or a clue of who he's picking, what he's doing. There's this looming shadow of the Ozil, the Sanchez, the, the manager himself. It's also that there's no respect at the club. I don't think the fans really respect the players. Like if Bellerin's scoring a goal, everyone's almost no. like, well, look at him wearing this stupid outfit. But yeah, because the, you just don't care anymore. Like, yeah. like 
you wake up and watch the game out of duty, not out of... Like, the last time we enjoyed an Arsenal game was the Tottenham game, which is, I don't know how many games ago that was. And it's just, you know, we... Arsene Wenger doesn't have any new ideas or fresh ideas. We moved to the back five or the back three or whatever you want to call it, just because yeah. everyone else did. And the thing with Arsene was that, I think uh, Ars blog on the Ars <coughs> blog uh, podcast they were talking about this is that we're always good at going. We were always good at going forward. What we did was we sacrificed the forward player to put mm-hmm. him in defense mm-hmm. to improve our defense. But it didn't happen. It didn't improve our defense. All it did was it worsened their attack, and our defense is still just as bad. Mm-hmm. So it's double yeah. the negative effect. The, the statistically, actually, at least at least last season, the defense actually got worse. But somehow the results improved. Like they went from conceding one point six goals with the back four to like two something with the back three, but they yeah. somehow ground out it, more it, results. It, it, it was seems weird, to but. me that the Arsenal are paying for being a reactionary football club, and it's finally come to a head where this is just. I mean, first you came fifth last season. Yep. No, no Champions League. Now you're Sixth. what? Like Sixth. It, it, it's unbelievable how far back you are. Yep. And just a few weeks ago, Tottenham were behind you after your after your win. Well, and Tottenham it's all went crashed. through a bad. Patrick yeah, Foreman, now they're above us. Again. It's crashed since then, and it's just, it seems to me like everything is crumbling all at the same time. You have Koscielny's form is trash. Czech well, he's also is, injured is, is, is worse yeah. than everything I ever imagined. Ozil's gone, basically. Sanchez is off the door tomorrow, it seems. And what is Iwobi? I don't understand. I don't know what is it. What is, what is Welbeck? Look, look, the minute, the minute I see a lineup, with it will be and Welbeck as the two number tens buying yeah. Lacazette, literally the game is lost. Lacazette is this fifty million striker that we got that does not get a single piece of service all game long. What is the point? We've been begging for a, a star striker, striker for years, mm-hmm. a decade maybe, and all of a sudden we can't create a chance. We can't give him a ball. All right, question for all of you three. This might be obvious, but has Arsene Wenger lived long enough in the game to see his own funeral? Well, it's it's that Batman quote or whatever people love to use, which is, you know, the hero and then whatever, live long enough live to see yourself be the... The villain or something. Exactly. And the thing is, yes, it's funny and it's Batman, but it's, it's true. so true. Like, yeah, how yes. long are you going to do this for? I, it, it's bizarre. And, and, the, and the weird thing is that, like, after this season would be the... Uh, I mean, the ideal time was, you know, six years ago, whatever. But at this point, go at the end of this season... Because then you don't run into that problem where you have another year where his contract is expiring and it's speculation and it ruins everything, mm-hmm. right? It has to be at the end of this season. But he was asked about it the other day and he said, I always respect my contracts, I always see them out. And it's just, from top to bottom, it's a joke. You've got these new people coming in. Sven Mislintat is the new you know, head of recruitment. Mm-hmm. He signs Mavropanos, the Greek defender. Arsene Wenger, he, he comes in. Belittles Arsene, him. Yeah. Arsene Wenger says, oh yeah... He might help us find some players from like lower German teams that we wouldn't have otherwise found, but other than that, we already know about everyone, right? So he brings the German kid in, and Wenger says, yeah, he's not good enough for us now. He'll go on loan to a German team for the rest of the season. Two weeks later, Arsene Wenger, he looks really good in training. He's going to stay with us for the rest of the season. Then Mislintat allegedly tells Arsene Wenger to sign Aubameyang. And, and now we're getting all and these Malcolm, reports. I was yeah. like, what? You didn't know about Aubameyang? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Who's making decisions? Who's actually in charge? And, and that Who's running no the show? The whole thing is a complete it shambles. Itself, it yeah. and, no and it's all just transfer rumors now. I mean, Sanchez, let's talk about him a little bit. He's obviously out the door. From what I'm kind of gathering, I feel he's priced himself out of a City move. I think City, City uh, kind of put a bet on the fact that Sanchez would force the move to City. Mm-hmm. Then when the time t- came to do the talking, Sanchez wanted a lot of wages. His um, agent. agent wants a lot of sign-on fees, etc., mm-hmm. etc. And I think they they backed the fact that City would say yes, 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 yes. City looked like they're going. You know what? No, we want you to come here to win trophies and have some form of I don't passion for trophies more than money. But now, right now, it looks like you're being extremely selfish. So United are coming in with that offer that they want, the sign-on fees, the ten more million for Arsenal, etc., etc. And they might just prize him away from City. I have a very big problem with that analysis. And I've seen it on Twitter a lot. And this idea of he's moving for the money. Yeah. Of all the, the clubs in the world to price people out and to bring players in for money, we're, we're saying that City are the angels in this situation. This makes no sense. The, the reason why Alexis Sanchez is not moving to Man City, by the way, this is not said and done, right. but if he doesn't go to Man City, he goes to Manchester United, is literally because Manchester United went to Arsenal and said... How about this? We're giving right. you potentially Mkhitaryan, 
Because Arsenal have been saying he is not going unless we have a replacement. That is one thing I believe in anything Arsene Wenger has to say. If we don't have a replacement, he's not going. United goes, here's a replacement. Here is money. And then they go to Alexis Sanchez and go, hey, Alexis, we know you're doing this, but here you go at the same time. Arsenal will not let Alexis Sanchez leave for just straight up 20 million. It's not about Alexis, it's about the club. 10 more million doesn't matter. 10 million is just a few million a year because you don't just get it in bulk. Anyway, second thing is, you have to also sometimes think as a fan and think for the fans that have emotions that aren't um, just driven by money and driven by economics and logic. Why? No, Arsenal fans will drive Sanchez to City tomorrow. We're done with him. We've washed our hands. Mm-hmm. No one wants him to stay for six months. Like, no one says, oh, I really want this to fall through. No, everyone's pretty much done. Go to City. Everyone was happy. The United thing has caused a lot of issue. No one wants to see another player brings back memories of Van Persie that mm-hmm. goes to United. United are a much closer rival to Arsenal in terms of quality than City. Mm-hmm. City are all the way out there in the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Let them have it. Doesn't even mm-hmm. matter. No one wants to see Arsene Wenger bend over for Mourinho and give him his best player. Sure. There's so many other factors than just an extra 10 million here that Arsenal fans are quite upset about it. Well, I'll tell you again why I say it's not about when people say it's in the United States about money. If Alexis Sanchez decides, I'm going to stay here for six more months, he gets a 30 million pound sign-on fee. Yeah. To join Manchester City. That is bigger than the package he's going to get from Manchester United. So if he was really just about money, he would say, I'm just going to sit here. Nothing's going to happen for me the rest of the season. And I'm going to get my 30 million. Right, right. At the end of the season. But this is about that- Arsenal. Because Arsene Wenger, remember, Arsene Wenger is a fire sale merchant. He loves a player that is easy to get. If mm-hmm. I hand you Mkhitaryan and say, maybe if I can get Mkhitaryan to be the Dortmund player that he was... That is what gets this guy tingling in his, in his groin. Sven Mislintat is definitely tingling too. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I take your point. On the other hand, like, from a Sanchez perspective, if he wants to win, yeah, City. You yeah. go to City. Champions League included. Champions League, Premier, Premier League, you get a medal already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Champions League, you got a much better chance. Next season, you've got a better chance. You get to play with, with Guardiola over Mourinho, which is an yes. attractive thing. Yeah. And, and so I think clearly money is involved to some extent. If, if if Alexis forced the move to City, that that would it would happen. But he Ar- has to Arsenal, take a slight. No, not for twenty million cut. and nothing yeah, yeah, no. else. Arsenal it's not, not going to stop it happening. But Arsenal will not. Oh, I'm saying no, no, no. Arsenal football club will not let him go yes, in they, this window yeah. for no, no, twenty no. million pounds. Yes, Wait, yes, before no the, way. Before the United rumors came out, that was the that only was option done. Thank you very much. Exactly. And then United came out, but they have to go to Arsenal and say, "This is my point. If Arsenal were going to allow him to go for just twenty million. Why are United offering Mkhitaryan? Okay, because United Wait, what's don't the, what's want the point? Mkhitaryan. But yeah, this I is don't. my point. Arsenal want a replacement. So Manchester United go to Arsenal and say, we're going to sweeten this deal for you, Arsenal, not Alexis Sanchez. That's... And then Arsenal go, Man City, what are you going to do? That's fine. But before that, Arsenal would have taken 20 million from City and then they go and buy someone, Malcolm, or whoever you know ends up being. Malcolm. 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 I play on the left, all right? Anyway... The point is... Is he like, from Newcastle? Where is this? Where is that yeah, where's from? I'm not sure where that was. Okay, he's French, isn't he? My, no, my, my, my only question for you guys is, as if imagine yourselves as Arsenal. Right. You are like, I'm going to do this 20 million, dollar, 20 million pound deal. And someone else comes with more money and something else. Arsenal, you tell the other guy, what are you going to do? That's if, just business. If Arsenal wanted money, they would have sold him for 60 million last summer. Exactly. They decided that it's not about money anymore. Sanchez, they were hoping he would stay, win something with Arsenal, whatever it may be, get him to the top four, whatever. <laughs> but clearly, Sanchez came back. He didn't qualify to the World Cup. He's being a little whatever. Bitch. It's, yeah, it's not working, <laughs> etc., etc. Anyways, let's move on because, we can, again, we can talk about this forever. Bottom line is, this season is a write-off like every other season in the past. doesn't matter that you want to pick cups. And you lost 2-1 to Bournemouth. We haven't even talked about the game. Mate, someone came on the radio yesterday and was like, I think Eddie Howe should get the Arsenal manager. I turned it off. Anyway, Tottenham 4, Everton 0, absolute tonking. Allardyce seemed to have tightened everything up, which is something odd to say about someone so flabby. But Everton just got spanked. Allardyce was revealed in this game. I think uh, I, I, was, I, I never want to see that. <laughs> I never want to see He was undressed. <laughs> he was unraveled. <laughs> Literally <laughs> unraveled. Uh, no, but uh, Tottenham were on song in this game. On, on song. song. Oh. Hey. Hey. Okay. Yeah, no, they were, they were like... They were, <laughs> the commentator was... in this game went, and there goes Tottenham's favorite Korean. I'm like, as opposed to... As opposed to... Well, they had, who, they had uh, Lee Young-pyo. Like ten years ago, he wasn't bad. He was like fine. when Spurs were like, a, 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 a who, who had Chaudhary? 
Who? I don't know. I think that was Celtic, actually. Isn't Chowdhury a cricketer? No, no. <laughs> yeah. Chowdhury was oh. the right back for South Korea in the last World Cup. Oh, oh uh, City. Chowdhury. No. no, no, no. Who is that City Korean? Was he Korean? No, Chinese. Yeah. What's his name? I remember. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. City? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, doesn't Never matter. Mind. Um, yeah, speaking of Son, he scored five five in five at home. He's on an absolutely ridiculous He's run of form. The drag around, who was it? John Joe Kenny? Mm-hmm. He killed Kenny. Mm-hmm. You bastard. <laughs> he absolutely killed him. Um, uh, it was just, it was also, spectacular. Harry was... Kane has the best movement of any striker yeah. in the world. He's the best striker. Period. Absolutely. Even though he was offside. He scores tap-ins like hell. Why don't but you like have to him? get in... The, because he scores tap-ins all the time. I think it's, he's Rooney. That's no, no, my no, no, problem. No, no, like He's no, no, not Flair. No, 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 no. no, 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 no he's no, not no, Rooney. No, no. Rooney, before 2009, was Flair as fuck. I'm and, just going to say And Finn. But, well, not Finn. Never Finn. Never Finn. But Harry Kane can score the goal from 50 or 40 he's yards, whatever. He's got the whatever. best shooting technique. But when it comes to movement, yes. that's the thing. It's, it's that Thomas Muller thing he has about him where you're like, why is he open? I don't understand. Kane yeah. stresses his whole body into this like awkward, weird like stress point, but he hits the ball so clean. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, but like, is he better than Lewandowski? Was like at his peak. Look, he's I haven't tw- watched Lewandowski he, properly he, in a few tough. years. Listen, Kane is twenty four, and at twenty four, he's yeah. doing what Lewandowski is doing in his peak. Right. So I, I think he scored five goals in nine minutes. He has the potential to be yeah. the best striker, and I mean just pure number nine, the pure number nine. I'm not talking about right. Ronaldo, Messi, that type of thing. Pure no. number nine. That I mean, seen replace in a Benzema kind time. of thing for a long time, like the Madrid striker for the next whatever eight Why years. Why not? I think we've always said this about Harry Kane. It's nothing. We new. have. It's nothing yeah. new, to be fair. And he, he, we didn't talk about this, but he did break the highest goal scoring record of a cal- not, not, no. Sorry, he is the highest yes. goal scorer in that calendar for year. For Spurs, yeah. Oh, no. sorry. Oh, in the world. Oh, sorry. We're talking about this records. season in the world, yes. and then now he's Spurs all-time Premier yes. League. Yeah. That's not hard though. Well, um, Sheringham had what ninety-seven, I guess. So now right, he's got ninety-eight, right. twenty for the season. Um, speaking of, uh, of strikers, Cenk Tosun. Mm. I'm excited to see him. First game. Most yeah. like, most expensive Turkish player ever. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see him. He was Walcott. offside a lot. You're excited to see Walcott? When so it was Inzaghi. Just for fun. <laughs> Inzaghi was also offside. That's also true. He was born offside, if you listen to that. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Same as everybody were. Um, Probably conceived outside as well. But yeah, but yeah the, the, fact that, the fact that Allardyce thinks that Walcott is the solution to Everton's problems is hilarious. Like, absolutely hilarious. They've got Balassi. They've got Aaron Lennon. They've got, like, what do you want so to do with these people? Does that mean that Aaron Lennon... Would have been better than Walcott. Yes, he was a more productive Lennon is player, a better, arguably. Like, like, my issue is, I was thinking about this because I have a lot of time to think on my commute now. <laughs> that where, like, are there no more football players? Like, why do people keep buying the same dude over and over? Do you think no like, one's bought Walcott? No, no, but like, why is Economics. Walcott now an option? Why not? Like, surely someone in your academy 20, is better than Walcott. Twenty million, million in this day and age is free. That's what they're gonna they're gonna do for Walcott. But you know he's shit. That's but, the he, but he's free and they can't resist. <laughs> it's like a drug app. Like, give me someone, bring someone in. I can't help it. Mahana, the answer to your question is the same could be asked of managers right now. Why are Pardew, yeah, the same managers, Hodgson, yeah. and Oi, Allardyce Oi, back Oi, in the Premier League? Hodgson is killing it. Yeah, they are, but, but we'll get there. Maybe that could be why Walcott, Walcott could kill it for Everton in the end. Good point. Good Imagine. point. All right, let's, let's do a quick question. <laughs> you agree? Welcome to the Quisandro Lopez. Nice. So uh, I've got the questions this week. My first time, so I'm excited. Uh, three questions. You guys ready? Yeah. Uh, all right. Number one, David Moyes just joined the 200 win club in the Premier League. There are only four of the managers to have done this. Hold on, hold up. You haven't said the question yet. It's who it is. No, no, you don't know. Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> one is Silence Ferguson. The other is Arsene Wenger. Who's the third? Damn it, man. Ooh. Oh, wait, wait, let me think. Come on, guys. So Moyes is fourth. Moyes is fourth. AVB. No. What? <laughs> what? I can't believe I said no with a straight face to that. Um, okay, I'll give you guys a clue. Yeah. That was easy. Did you say Arsene Wenger? Obviously. Yes, Arsene Wenger. Wow. <laughs> okay, first. Mourinho. Well, once, I, one, no, no. once I say this, okay. one, this clue you're going to get it. Okay. Window. I ran that! This is also my first time answering questions, so I'm super excited. What kind, of a, what kind of a hint was that? Only he knew the hint. Car window. Alright, let's a good go. hint. Move on. Okay. Second, second question. Ryan Giggs is a new manager of Wales. How many caps did he get as a player for his country? The closest win. That was easy. 57. Alex. Go on. 32. 
Well, there's... Did they ask Tuchel? <laughs> <laughs> he was too cool for the job. Um, hey. um, they tried to get Martin O'Neill, they couldn't. They tried to get Kike Sanchez-Flores, they couldn't. Wait, wait, you want Kike Sanchez-Flores to live in Stoke? <laughs> like, what is he going to do? He lived in Watford. He's chilling in Espanol. No, no, Watford is close to London. I know. You're like 30 minutes away by train. Yeah, but Catalonia is a little bit suspect right now. Sure, but Stoke? Also, the but guy is like a fashionista. But listen, listen, listen. Kike Sanchez-Flores... In, in Barcelona, one of a million, right? Sure. He shows up in Stoke, he He's can have gone. anything he wants. Yeah. And you know, so. something to be said about Stoke, I remember going to Old Trafford and stopping <laughs> at Stoke, and I just felt like it was, you know, it was Stoke. You mean you just saw sheep <laughs> around? It's, it's, just a, it's just a stop on the way to where you're actually going. When Alex said he's a one in a million, he could have whatever he wants. I'm just thinking he doesn't want to have anything <laughs> no, no. they have to offer. No. Uh, Anyways. Pies. Yeah. 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 Um, Chelsea and Leicester nil-nil. Chelsea right now aren't looking the best. Um, to be fair, my problem with Chelsea for the past few weeks is that they have no connection whatsoever between midfield and attack. Their game plan is have a strong center mid that yep. kind of break up the play and do well, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you just kick it to Hazard or Morata and good luck, boys. Yep. You two have to literally take on a whole defense and a defensive midfielder and make it happen. And, and what bugs me about this, sorry, Rishay, what bugs me about this is that last year Chelsea battered the league by playing 3-4-3. Three, three. Mm-hmm. They had... William or Pedro, Hazard, and Diego Costa, right? And, and if you're going to play this system, which is a primarily defensive system, at least then you've got three players on the break. Right. With this one, you've got Bakayoko clogging out in the midfield. Fabregas is there, but he can't run. And, like, he's had a very good season. But mm-hmm. to incorporate him, they've taken out the William or Pedro, and you're just left with these two up front. And you're right, there is this massive disconnect. And in most of these games... There's no need for Chelsea to have three central midfielders. No. Just no. none. Like. No, they were very, very stagnant. And William actually started on the bench in this game. When he actually did come on, they looked better. They but always But it was do. too late because Leicester were sharp. Leicester were very sharp. Yeah. Much better. And Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, there was, there was a comparison that I heard about Morata in this game and in like the, the subsequent games where at one minute he looks like Fernando Torres at Liverpool. Right. The, literally the next minute he can't control ball and looks like Fernando Torres at Chelsea. All right. <laughs> And that is dangerous for Chelsea if this is your yeah. number nine. And I feel like something is wrong, not with Morata himself. I think it's Chelsea as a system because of Conte. I don't think Conte is all there right now. And this, forget the Mourinho thing. This whole season, Conte has not really been there. And you can tell when it translates to a squad. Somebody on Twitter listed Chelsea's, like a Chelsea fan, listed Chelsea's like last 30 signings or something. And you read through the names, and it is quite average. They haven't really done a good job improving their squad. Mm-hmm. It's just been stagnant a little bit. And like you said, Morata isn't having the best of form. It's his first season in the Premier League. And the fact that they're up there on their own trying to do their own thing, you need both of them to be so sharp and on their game if that's their responsibilities. And we talked about Hazard a lot as well. He's not carrying this team like, well... He's seen as a world-class player. He has a lot of fans online. He, he's seen as this flair guy, but he, he just doesn't do it consistently enough. He does it when Chelsea are playing well, but he doesn't drag them through the tough times. And he needs to do that more and more for him to be seen as that you know top bracket player. Well, statistically, Martial, Mane, um, Sané, and one more have done it more consistently than as Eden yeah. Hazard. And none of them are seen as world-class players, but Hazard for some reason is. I don't know why. So Hazard fools around a lot, mm-hmm. and I think that he really needs to be micromanaged right. in order to perform his thing. And I think Conte has maybe run out of energy right now. Conte's um, not happy himself at Chelsea. He's not happy. He's definitely secret. not happy. I mean, people love to say that Mourinho got into his head ever since the whole Mourinho tussle. He's no. like drawn four games in a row. I think I think this is Chelsea's like fourth nil-nil or something it's in a row. Three, it's insane. It's three in a row. In their that, history. That's the thing. is They're not scoring enough goals. They're not creating enough chances. And and that's why it is befuddling that he keeps going with this defensive system. Befuddling. Oh. That's yeah, okay. He'll got injured, word. which is you know a shame for them. But Christensen came on and he's been great. He got a new contract he's recently. Starting he's starting games. He's been fantastic. Bakayoko has been such a letdown this season. Um, hasn't really done it for them whatsoever. Um, I think we talked about this a few... I mean, last pod was like a month See, ago. See, now, with Bakayoka, I'm really not... Sorry, I took a, I mean, No, go ahead. But I just, when you brought him up, I had to bring it up. I don't really know what he brings to that team because I think they have enough big bodies in that middle there. Well, we knew what he, they wanted so, them to bring. Bernie, say that again? Zero. He brings in zero to the team. Bernie's, <laughs> Bernie's really good on radio, eh? Yeah. He's mine zero. Yeah, he's mine. <laughs> no one else saw that. Here's the thing. Bakayoko is a sensible signing if you accept that Kante... Like, let's say Kante and Fabregas is your starting two. Sure. And then you, you have Bakayoko because Kante can't play every game in the world. Sure. Right? But he's redundant if you've got Kante and Fabregas already there. 
It's just yeah. In that situation, he's yeah. not bringing much to. He's got a lot of energy. You know, he's very dynamic. He's quick. He's powerful. He can make a tackle. But offensively, he's not bringing much to. You. So and yeah. and the biggest criticism of Bakayoko that from scouting reports and journalists I heard before he signed was he loses interest and he loses concentration. And that is what we have seen all through his time at Chelsea. And when something is apparently that obvious. Unless you really have a plan to, to rectify that, that, don't sign the guy. Sign somebody else. And I think Chelsea have literally put themselves in a, in, in a, in a situation that they can't get out of as a result. What's that, what's that run of fixtures that they have in uh, February, leading into the first week of March? They, Chelsea, Barcelona, City, United. Man City, Barcelona, Man United, and then Conte will get sacked. And then Barcelona again. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, while we're talking about box-to-box midfielders, uh, Mohamed uh, Ndidi. Okay. Indeedy is 20 years old. Yes. Yeah. He is fantastic. He's so good. He's yeah. under the radar. I don't know why. I mean, if, if, if it was in my hands to sign mm-hmm. Arsenal transfers, mm-hmm. it would be Mars and Indeedy tomorrow and done. Done. What about Vardy? No. No. <laughs> I still need a keeper. No, no, no. no. You Schweigel. don't understand how sure. good these two are. Let's focus on Indeedy because everyone knows Mars. Indeedy is doing. I, I, I know Indeedy very well. Okay. <laughs> No, 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 but also the whole Leicester team is doing well. Even all Brighton. Indeed, he's been doing even it. all Brighton. All Brighton's been sick for like three years. Indeed, he's, he's doing great. it even when Leicester are in bad runs of form. He's been so consistent for them. Vardy goes up and down. Mars was down at the beginning of the season. Now he's up. Indeed, he's just solid yeah. all season. I like. Why is no one going in big for this guy? Center midfielders are rare right now. They're not, you know, they're a rare commodity. And I don't know why there's not more talk about. He it. was Conte's replacement. Don't forget that. Yeah. And that's not easy to do. Yeah. 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 Anyways, let's move on to uh, Momo of the Week. I do Momo. One thing we are no sha, Momo no fit sleep forever. One day, Momo go wake up. All right, so welcome back to Momo of the Week. And uh, I guess 20, 2018, so let people know, Momo is a fool, an idiot. And we like to talk about fools and idiots off the pitch of football. Momo's. But we're, exactly. We're making an exception <laughs> this time. On the pitch, because we don't talk about referees. Too. Right, right. Uh, right. Technically, it was on the field, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know the referee's name, but it was a referee in the PSG Nantes game. Um, what happened was, uh, I can't, the Nantes player is running back to, uh, a, to counter stop a counter-attack. Yeah. He is impeded by his own player, runs into the referee, they fall. The referee gets so mad as... The referee rolls on the ground, and as he's getting up, it, it was like gymnastics. Kicks out at the at, at the the, the yeah. not player in one motion. So he's imagine he's rolling, 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 rolling. Kick. It was beautiful. Yeah. And then he gets up and gives the player. I think it was actually a second yellow yes. card. Yes. And sends him off. Yeah. Yeah. The referee does all his own stunts. It was, it was quite remarkable, and and I appreciate the first Limp biscuit reference that has yeah. ever been on the card. That'll do. They see me rolling. There's a lot of rolling. Hands down. Really. <laughs> roll, roll it, gal. Roll it, gal. Roll, roll, now. roll your boat. There's a lot. Yeah. But it was a fantastic moment. Uh, I think the referee will probably get the suspension. He did. He, he, got, he got suspended. He apologized. He got to his head. He felt that the player did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see. You know, his kids are watching. No one wants to see himself tumble all over the floor. He got mad. He got mad. But the kick out was. Well, the kick out was. That was amazing. Yeah, okay. Kick it out. Hashtag kick it out. It was very Beckham against Simeone. Yeah. Flick. Yeah. yeah. No, but if you actually look at the replay of the, the players running, there's like three players running together and the referee's in the middle. Well, everybody's counter-attacking, including the <laughs> referee. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. Why is he there? Oh, that's a good point. Um, the second moment we have this week is say <laughs> de Berhino. I mean, that's enough, but there is a reason too. He hasn't scored in like four years. He hasn't, yeah. Um, he, so someone <laughs> was in front, of the, in front of Stoke training ground or club or whatever, and Bear, he, he has him on Snapchat. Berahino is in his full kit. Full tracksuit, Stoke, holding his Louis Vuitton bag with the shaving equipment, ready for an away game. And the game was actually on the sun, on the Monday, and Berahino turned up to the, to the, to the oh. stadium on the Sunday, oh. fully decked out in front Saturday. of his Mercedes. Oh. And the Snapchat, the guy's like, bro, the game is tomorrow. And Berahino is just ready. And Berahino has this smug look in his face where he's like, I can't believe this has happened. Berahino just keeps turning up to places he's not supposed to be at. And he didn't make the squad. He didn't make the squad. (laughs) That's the best thing about this. He wasn't in the squad. So, you know, prime, prime Mumu candidate. Amazing. This week. I I, I, I do Mumu. 
One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. So let's uh, go to Spain where things are quite different than, than we used to. Usually it's Madrid and Barca up there, just fighting it out, yada, yada, yada. This year. Now it's just Barca. It's just Barcelona. They are, I mean, from Madrid, they're what? 19, 19 points away from 19, Madrid? Nine, nine, nine off Atleti, 19 off Real. Oh. Valencia. The 11 of Valencia. 11, yeah. it, it's insane. Um, Madrid, again, through one of their worst slumps in recent history, if not the worst, um, Zidane is really struggling right now. They just lost to uh, Villarreal 1-0 in the like, 85th minute. Brilliant chip goal. Mm. A, bit, a bit similar to Salah's, but you know, much closer. But it's something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, Despite having about 1,900 shots. Benzema's been dropped. Because, I mean, one, no one likes him. But two, he's not been playing well. Um, <laughs> no one likes you. Yeah, no one likes him. Actually, Valbuena is a huge fan. Oh, man. huge fan, huge fan. Um, Bale... Sorry, who is... likes who in this in this team? Nobody. Because if you don't like Benzema, you don't like Ronaldo, they don't like Bale because they can't speak to anyone, they right. do they actually I anyone think, like it? I think it Ramos is quite popular. Is he? No. Yeah, but he's never there. Everyone must love Marcelo. <laughs> he's literally never there. Marcelo's great. Marcelo's great fun. Speaking of Marcelo, he's oh, not God. been playing defense. He never has. He never has. He's not a defender. Like, and now it's coming to light. I mean, people are saying, obviously, it's easier in hindsight, but people were wondering how Zidane got through that pattern and won two Champions Because, again, he was inexperienced. He was a new manager. It went much better for him than he needed to. But I think he needs to do better in the transfer window because they have right now, they, you know, Bale, rumors of Bale going to get shipped out. Benzema's done. Ronaldo's not getting any younger. He's in his worst scoring drought ever. I think I, four goals and like... Whatever. He has like 15. 72 shots and yep. four goals in the yep. Liga. It's, I, it's pretty I think, bad. I think, though, that if there is anyone in the world that is getting younger, it might be him. Like, he might have paid to find a solution. <laughs> right. If anyone has. Right. Well, he's got the money. Yeah. Y- y- yeah. Y- I mean, the problem that they have right now is, again, defensively, Real Madrid were never really that good. No. It was they could blow you up. City ask in a different way. Well, also, Modric and Cruz control games. Yeah. Which they're not right C- now. Cruz control. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm helping you with Also, that. what's the other dude? He's fantastic. Casemiro. Casemiro. Yeah, Casemiro's great. But again, they're just all out of form. They're when you're out of form, them. you're out of form. All of them. It, can, you, can you go from the best team the world's ever seen, winning La Liga and Champions League, Champions and literally League. next season, is it that you don't care? Well, or? well here's the thing. Like, we saw this happen within one season. Remember mm. Carlos last season, right? Up till December... Unbelievable, best mm. team in the world. After that, horrendous. Can mm. can you know win a game to save their lives? So this is, I think it's fair for this team to have a drop off. They've been unbelievable for three years. Yeah, they've won two Champions Leagues. They're not getting younger. Yeah, three, like, three and four years. Sure. So yeah, did they right. sign anybody during that period? That they exciting? They, they no. signed a bunch of young Spanish talent, which is a good move for the future. But yeah. but. There's a gap between those guys yep. who are 2022 20, mm-hmm. and the players that they had as backup last season, like Morata, mm-hmm. who they've let go. Backup dancer. Like, <laughs> chocolate, <laughs> hot chocolate and panini. I, I, um, I feel like, it's it's just, yeah, it's just, I think, it, like, for Real Madrid, this is a bad period, but it's kind of understandable. Modric, Cycles, Modric yeah. is like 34. Cruz is good, but he can't do it all on his own. Casemiro is the only defensive midfielder they have. And then the strikers are out for... But the These question is, how does it get better? Because at least before Kylian Mbappe moved to PSG, they had that Mbappe thing in their back pocket. That was the idea of, oh, he's going to come You in, know Neymar's going to move know, to Madrid, right? In like two seasons. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm not having that right now. Let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about literally this, this coming summer. What do they do? We have no idea. There is no single global superstar that these guys Harry can pick King. off from Harry any King. team. Harry Kane's not leaving this summer. No, That's no, not no, happening. no, no. You can he's easily. not leaving this summer. I think, I think and Harry Kane. Kane is not even the answer to this problem that they have. The problem is, how do you get the midfield, and how do you get the attacking midfielders, and if Ronaldo is still there, to actually get the ball to the striker to score the goals? How do you, you sign Verratti, you sign Kane, and you're fine. Who are they playing the Champions League? Who's what? PSG. PSG. Oh, they're going there's some out. There's some good Champions League games coming up, yeah. I, I mean, the thing is that, that what Real Madrid have done historically is they've got the Galactico or two and they base the team around. Mm-hmm. Now, Ronaldo poses a problem because he's there. He's impossible to shift, basically, he, unless he decides to retire or that he wants to leave. So yeah. you've got him. Yeah. You can't really do much with him other than play him. And which Bale isn't going to go. Well, possibly. He, again, even if they want to sell him, he's very hard to shift. So the point is, how? what do you decide to base the team around? You might want to base it around Isco, but you can't because you've got to base it around Ronaldo because he's still there. So he's a problem. He's, it's kind of like Totti in his last couple of seasons at Roma. It's like, 
He's there, he's well, unmovable, and tactically he's problematic. What about the other way around? A lot of people are saying it shows that when Ronaldo's not on form, Madrid's not on form, and he's been carrying them through a lot of games sure. and a lot of patches. And sure. when Ronaldo isn't performing anymore, all of a sudden you start to see the Madrid frail. So because those games, what was that game where Ronaldo scored like three or four? Was it ba- Bayern? Bayern? Yeah, they didn't have the best game. Bayern yeah. were much better. But again, Ronaldo just comes up with these goals, bam, 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 and you win games. But, but then so, what, what do you do? Because the fact of the matter is, he is 32, 33. There is no, was no possibility for him to continue for the rest of his career but he wants to, by the way if you listen to reports he, he wants, wants to. to leave he said it in court that he wants to go to England but you cannot move him I'll even if he you. wants to leave I'll they can't get rid of him what you do Madrid fans relax take a season <laughs> or two whoa, off whoa. you've won two Champions Leagues you've won the La Liga just, just calm down for a second three words Madrid fans relax never done in, an, in nope. the history of the world alright um Barcelona beat uh, Sociedad 4-2. They have never won here in something like five to seven years. 2007. Like 2007, so wow. 10 years. Yeah. They've never won there. Let me give you this. Yeah. Uh, this is from Sid Lowe's column today. Between them, Pep Guardiola, Tito Villanova, Tata Martino, and Luis Enrique won six leagues, five Copa del Reyes, and three, Europe, three European Cups. 25 trophies in all. Not one of them had won away at Sociedad. It was literally the curse. Unbelievable. And they were 2-0 down in this game. Looked like it was going to be the same again. In the rain. Um, in the rain. And then... Miracles. They stepped up. Um, Messi, I think, with a goal. Paulinho. Paulinho, Paulinho with a goal. Then Suarez, no? Then Suarez, two goals. And then so Messi, Suarez, free kick goals, was the fourth. And, oh, that free kick was beautiful. There were some miracles in this game. There were. There were. A, a Thomas Vermont an assist. That, that was like... Diane, our friend, yeah. she actually posted, this is not a drill alert, like the Hawaiian thing. Like, <laughs> the, the Hawaiian, Hawaiian thing. thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's hilarious. Just, just imagine a couple years ago saying that Vermaelen and Paulinho are dragging Barcelona back to a win at the end. It's like, insane. Vermaelen is playing so well. And again, rumors of Pep liking the look of, of Umtiti. He's got a 40 million um, dollars. Like, why is it only 40 million clause? I don't know. Well, needs, even anyway. even if stop that. By the way, Ern, is it Ernesto Valverde? Ernesto? Yeah. Vine Valverde. Anyway, he doesn't get any enough credit Nothing. whatsoever. None. All this Pep, Tito, whatever, even Luis Enrique got more credit than this guy did. And what he's about to do is historic because you don't see... They haven't lost yet, right? Am I still right about that? They haven't lost? Yeah, they haven't lost. They're only unbeaten team in Europe. And it could happen. It could, they could go the whole season. Yeah. It's crazy that they haven't in, in all the... They're the last team now that City have lost. Yeah. Yes. They've, I, I believe it's only twice ever had this many points at this stage of the season. Yeah, they're, they're playing very well. And That's to be fair, at the beginning of the season, we were saying how, how much of, of uh, in disarray they look. They didn't look... Oh, man, Andre Gomes looked disgustingly horrible again. It's, it's, it's infuriating that he gets paid to play. What, what was the comment that was recently made about uh, Andre Gomes? Someone said that he was amazing in training. Yeah, yeah, I read that too. Yeah, Someone yeah, said he's incredibly I'm good sure in training. I'm sure that was Valverde. Maybe. It Maybe. might have been uh, whoever signed Bebe. Um, But but they, you know, they also have to deal with though for the second half of the season the loss of Arda Turan. Oh, that's how how will they cope? Yeah, yeah, not as much uh, beards and fun in the. Wasn't he going to Arsenal? Class. Mate, I need you to calm down. <laughs> also, they still have Coutinho. Uh, no, it's like Bashik Bashik Sports Hearts. Yes, yeah, Istanbul. Yeah. Um, they still have Coutinho to come into this team. They still have Osmani Dembele to come in. Oh, he got this. injured again. He actually played oh, this game. Right. Got so they still have like two very good players. To, and they're and doing this with Rakitic and Paulinho on the wings. Like and the wonderfully named Yeri Mina. Yeah, I mean, did you see his unveiling? Yes. I loved it. He took off, out of respect, they do this in Colombia, apparently. Before he walked on the field, he took off his shoes, took off his socks, walked on barefoot, mm. out of respect to the, to the pitch, out of respect to the club. And it was such a nice little touch. I that's, loved it. That's nice. You know what else they do in Colombia? And this is very local. Um, oh, you grew up there, right? No, no, no. There's a Vice documentary, right? Oh, right. YouTube, Vice mm. documentary, mm. Colombia, donkeys. That's all I'll say. I just want to quickly. Add. Thanks, Alex, for that. So Wonderful insights. Are just and running wild right now. Something note. to do with their butt, for sure. Oh yeah. Like smuggling something up their uh, butt. No, isn't it? it's worse than that. Back, okay. back to Yerimina's bare feet. The Indian national team got disqualified from World Cup 1950 <laughs> because they played barefoot. Yeah. But they prefer to. Like they wanted to. Yeah. It's part of the rules. I think you have to have shin pads and shoes. I don't know if he's proud. Or ashamed. Yeah, I'm not I sure. don't. I don't know which one. Which one it is. Obviously, yeah, Indian national team's accomplishments that is right up there. So it's almost like they could have won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. 
All right, all right, I'll take that one. All right, um, I we'll think never know. There's no midweek games. There's nothing like that. Nothing crazy, fancy. No, just are you really gonna skip over Francis Coquelin's winning oh, debut right. for Valencia? Right. Well, Gabriel has been there doing miracles. Coquelin has slotted in first game of the yeah. season. Don't do bam, this to bam, bam, Don't bam. do this no to yourself. Killing it in a don't, system. Don't yeah. do this to yourself. With a coach. Tactics. It's over. We've lost he knows what his what his role is. Yeah. He knows exactly what he needs to do. Oh my god. He doesn't have to play long fancy balls over the top. Oh to my god. Is he with? Son, Wenger oh, out. Wenger out. That's what this is. Really. All Preach. roads lead to Wenger out. And just, just like the Ars cast in your car earlier, I walked in, and yeah. the guy, his the last, his concluding sentence was, Wenger needs the manager needs to change. Yeah. And I'm like, no matter what analysis you make, it's a new report, but all the reports you know are the same. Thing. I like that. All roads lead to Wenger out. Yes. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore thekosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.